Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Shelly from Pure Fitness, Wisconsin in McQuan, Wisconsin. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Brooke. I'm excited to have you here to learn more about what you guys do, what's worked really well, what some of your challenges have been, and where you're looking to go. But before we kind of dive into all that nitty gritty, give me a little bit of background here, Shelly. What was it that kind of like led to you guys going and opening up this this fitness business? Uh, so my husband uh, actually started it, and then I joined him. But he had a, a pretty large background between collegiate sports um, in the Navy and then, uh, coaching, uh, in like graduate school. And he just realized at one point that the only way he was going to be able to do this long-term is to be in business for himself, that the, you know, basically the profit margin was never going to be what it needed to be working for someone else. Yeah. So now you guys are doing it for yourself. You're your own boss. So you get to make all the decisions. Yeah. Um, and that's a blessing. And sometimes it is a little stressful, but the good news is you can take it wherever you want to go now. Um, so give us your best elevator pitch of Pure Fitness, who you guys are, what kind of services that you provide, paint a picture of the business model for us. Yeah, that sounds good. So uh, originally when we started, we were just one-on-one training was our bread and butter. We specialized in working with uh, patients post-rehab, sports performance clients as well. And uh, after a few years of doing that, we realized that what what would be better for the industry, for trainers in general, was if we offered them um, a more concrete opportunity to start their business. So we have transitioned our model and now we actually rent fully equipped stations to trainers to operate their business out of. Okay. So that's kind of a little bit of a transition that you guys have made. Um, and now you're in the position where you, you're creating opportunities for other new trainers that are trying to find a place in the industry. And I, I, I really appreciate that because I think that that can be very difficult to find a good place to start out where you're, you know, able to grow and make a career out of it. Um, A lot of, you know, places you go to when you're a trainer, you go there and it's like, you have to work that job. And then you also have to work another job and like, you can never really get going. Um, So I appreciate that approach. Um, How long have you guys been in business now? So we opened for, uh, as a personal training gym in 2013. Okay. And this year we transitioned our model. Okay. So you and your husband are still operating a training business within this model and you guys do private and semi-private training. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Our company is just called pure trainings, uh, for simplicity reasons. Um, but him and I still work as trainers and, um, we, we specialize almost completely in one-on-one training. We do some uh, small group stuff up to three people, but most of the time we see that being uh, youth athletes. Um, Kids come in with their uh, team members. Um, And then also we get some, uh, we get a lot of families. So the husband comes in or the wife comes in and then they bring in their uh, spouse or their kids with them as well. So. Okay. Got you. 
So um, within, you know, your specific uh, business, you're in your husband's uh, side of this business. I mean, the whole thing is your business, but within the training side of things, <laughs> talk to us about the process of how you guys have um, acquired your clients. Because I think that out of like probably 80% of the people that I talk to, that seems to be the most difficult part for a lot of people is finding people to come in through the front door. So what have you guys done to find new trainees for both you, I guess, and the, the trainers themselves? Uh, so I, we both believe that personal training uh, is relationship-based. So building relationships is first and foremost with your clients is critical and with the community as well. Um, we also teach uh, the our former employees and we uh, provide information to our new renters, basically that referrals are a good assessment of the health of your business. So if you're actively getting referrals in, you're doing something right. You're delivering a great service and you're triggering that their need to share it to people. So we really put a lot of our, uh, our heart and soul into referrals, especially as small businesses, you don't generally have a large marketing budget to try to run you know, a, an ad campaign, even on social media, that's going to target effectively and pull people in. Uh, we tried those as a small business and didn't have a lot of success. So we always go back to referrals and, and investing all of our energy and creating the connection with clients. Now that, you know, it doesn't give you a firm date on when you're going to get referrals or, uh, you know, when people are going to walk in the door, but we have found that it's always about investing in the long term versus the immediate, I have to have somebody tomorrow. Uh, because that client that you might get in your door tomorrow might also leave the next day versus referrals are really strong uh, quality people who are seeking you out out of a trusted resource that they're likely to stay and stay long-term and give your business more stability. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. I do think that no matter if your personal training or your group training, it is a relationship building business. We have to build relationships with people in order to grow. Um, but you even mentioned it yourself. It is hard to predict that, um, that growth, but you guys probably have a pretty full book uh, by the, by what I'm guessing here. So that's probably not a huge problem for you. Yeah. I mean, so my, uh, I think the other thing is we, we did a lot of community involvement. So we chose to okay. work in community uh, sports uh, at different various levels with people who would then uh, likely feed into our business. And that was huge for us when we started out. Um, so like the youth football league, youth volleyball, um, even boy scouts, like, uh, volunteering also offering to, um, work with our, uh, current clients to do different, uh, functions at, uh, their corporations was also helpful in stimulating leads for us. Um, but I, I think it was different for us because we, we didn't, we already had an existing reputation from training in the area. So we took clients to our opening and we took enough clients that, you know, based on how we ran our numbers, we, we were very secure and stable. So we weren't, uh, we weren't, it wasn't keeping up uh, us up at night thinking we need to keep, we need new clients in the door. Right. We were so worried about maintaining our clients and then that, that paid off uh, for the long run. Definitely. And so, you know, for your new trainers, what advice do you give them to kind of fill up their books pretty quickly so that they can pay the rent and, you know, whatever expenses they have in their personal life. Yeah. We always, we always lead with community first and relationships. So I guess, um, 
I, I recommend that if they're going to make an investment in any sort of uh, marketing resources, they do their own research and they understand uh, even even the the ROI on a on a Facebook ad or uh, anything like that is going to be uh, unpredictable. You're not going to automatically get a lead in the door. So um, we always say take care of your own first and uh, and network. So they have to put their face out there. They have to get in front of people and you have to you have to have uh you, you basically have to ask you have to tell people that you want something you know i i've never had a trainer come in that didn't have a, a client at least one that loved them and never wanted to lose them as a trainer right. um and so we always we have always told our trainers that you you appeal to that you appeal to um their your relationship with that person and and the referral start and that that's all we do <laughs> Okay. That's how we've been successful for yeah. 10 years. Yeah, I think, you know, in a training business, that method of growth, it is pretty effective. It's um, slow, it's slow growth. And that's, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it all depends on what type of model you're looking for and how, how quick you need your growth to be. Yep. Um, to kind of take a little bit of a turn here, I think in this podcast, it's just as valuable for us to talk about the stuff that we're doing that's working really well for us as it is to talk about the challenges, the bottlenecks, things like that. So yeah. for you guys in your in your current business model, what would you consider to be the biggest bottleneck? And what are you guys doing to kind of work on ways to overcome that? Uh, so are you talking about like our, us as trainers or us with our rental? Both, either? Either one, either one, whatever whatever you feel is like the biggest bottleneck, how I like to like describe it is like, what's that kind of one thing that like keeps you pondering at night? I mean, maybe it's not keeping you awake at night, but it's like, oh, yeah. what do we, we need to figure this out. Yeah, so I would say from a training perspective, um, the, the reality is that we've been doing this for long enough that our schedules are almost too busy. You know, how do you, um, I guess the real question is, yeah, we have great relationships with these people, but at a certain point working, working 50 hours a week is not desirable, even if you love what you do um, when you have a family. So on that side, we're looking to figure out how we can uh, manage these clients who we've had for over 10 years and don't really want to, uh, we don't, don't want to lose. You don't want to give them to somebody else. So figuring out how to do right by them as we transition into you know, the stage of our life where working 50 hours isn't necessary or enjoyable um, yeah. on the, and I, I know that might not necessarily be a relatable problem, but I think if, if you really stay in the personal training industry for long enough and you're good at what you do, it, it happens to everybody. Um, because you, like you said before, you have to work so such an intense schedule for such a, a long amount of time. And then all of a sudden you end up doing this crazy schedule of working at five in the morning until eight o'clock at night. And it's not, yeah. it's not sustainable for your life, especially if it, you're going to. It's totally do. not. And it's like, no matter how much we love what we do, there becomes that certain point where it's like, we hit, we hit a wall, we hit that kind of burnout and it's, it's hard. Um, and in this industry, you know, there's a lot of things that we can do to kind of buy us back some time. Um, but it's not always like easy to just say, oh, okay, we're going to do this. Um, in what ways have you and your husband kind of thought about um, what, what sort of things have you thought about to help you earn some time back, make it so that you're not working 50 hours a week so that you have more time for the family? What are some of the ideas that you have? 
Um, well, so interestingly enough, we have a lot of uh, business owners that we have as clients. Um, and we, we like to, we like to ask them their opinion and we value their opinion. They've built successful businesses, not in our industry, but a lot of businesses out there are built on relationships, if not all of them, even if it's, you know, business to business versus business to consumer. Um, we, what we hear the most is increase your prices and it'll read out, weed out the people that aren't willing to pay it. And while we think that that's true, we also, uh, we also struggle with the, like the the fact that we have such strong relationships with so many clients and what what every trainer probably knows or or what should they should know is as they're getting into this industry is your schedule changes so you go through busier times of the year um especially if you ever work with uh youth clients their schedule changes so much based on sports and based on uh the school year as well so our method is actually what we're trying right now is closing schedule down so as we come into the shift into winter, um, you know, different sports are switching over. So certain clients will stop coming in or decrease the amount of days they're coming in. And we're being very transparent with them and actively shutting down the schedule so that I no longer take clients at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So in the future, that's not going to be available. And then we're offering people the ability to secure time slots through uh, paying, uh, buying packages ahead of time in order to say, okay, yep, in April, you can have Mondays at X time. It'll be yours, we'll hold it for you as long as you've paid, um, which gives our business a little bit of stability, gives us stability in the long run as we kind of potentially limit income by shutting the schedule. Okay, so just kind of like manipulating the schedule a little bit. And the um, hope is to eventually get down to a point where there's no, you can't work more than 40 hours because your schedule has been. Now you could always say, I get it. You can't make it in this week. I'll squeeze you in, but you know, you set the parameters and then you have to hold yourself accountable, I guess. Yeah. Realistically, like how long do you see both you and your husband, like, or not, not, I guess that's not the best way to ask that. What role do you see you and your husband playing in the business as a whole as time goes on, like maybe 10 years down the road, like what would you like to, what would you like that to look like? So my husband would like to train. He, he actually is, that's his passion. His passion is much less on the business side of things. Um, so he would always like to train. I think in his ideal world, he's a morning person. He would love to train like five to noon. And that would be his thing. He could be booked straight. It'd still be 35 hours a week. Um, and that would be his dream. Uh, no, no more split shifts, no more long days. And that would be the dream for our family, right? So much more uh, family time together in the afternoons and evenings um, from a, that's the, you know, part of that answer is why we transitioned our business model is because we don't both, it's not feasible for us both to live the life of a trainer and have children uh, when we're training this much versus, you know, managing something. So we originally transitioned to having employees thinking that we could manage them and the profit margin was just not there. The work, the, you know, the productivity wasn't there for us to become stable. And we transitioned to this model and it's, it's new. It's only been a few months, but it's been very, uh, very successful in terms of what we're looking for. So in 10 years, our hope is that, you know, I'm, training less right now. I'm only training part-time taking care of our kids as well. So the hope would be that 
I can continue training at whatever volume that I enjoy that allows me still to manage and have this uh, new business model scaled and offer the opportunity to trainers and other communities and invest my time from a management perspective, meaning more normal hours, less uh, erratic hours, giving more time for family and uh, a little bit more flexibility in where I can work from, essentially. Yeah. Um, and so with that, like how many more trainers could you guys fit in the facility or are you, do you already have that like completely filled up? Uh, so we're actually transitioning right now. We'll, uh, waiting for equipment, but we will be adding three or four stations depending on how the, like how the timing with equipment comes in. Okay. So sweet. we currently have four or three stations. Okay. My husband and I share one and then we'll have three to four more depending on equipment. That's awesome. Very, very um, exciting that, you know, your business is clearly scalable and you have created a blueprint to make sure that it is scalable. A lot of people are just like, all right, well, if it happens, it happens. Um, but you figured it out. What word of advice would you give somebody who was fairly new to operating a gym or a training business in this industry? spend less than you think you need to. Um, I, I, I go back to finances because, uh, I being in a position where you have to find a client or you have to make the money to pay the bill, you know, that's, that's part of our life. We're always living in this, you know, this balance of, I need money to, to, to live, to pay my mortgage or my rent or to put food on the table, to have to feel that personally and have to feel that professionally, um, that amount of pressure for a long-term period of time is really is really daunting. So if you can structure yourself up to where uh, your your investment is actually in the the experience that the client is having and the quality of your services that you're giving them, and less about uh, less about the you know the I don't know. I can't, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm struggling here a little bit with how to say this, right. Um, you know, to, to be realistic about how you're going to spend your money. They always, the, you know, if you listen to too much, uh, other, I guess, podcasts or read many books on finance, yeah. the big conversation is live below your means. And I think you need to structure your business so that you can live as a trainer below your means. Um, so know how much you can make on a session, how, how much you can actually, uh, work in a week and what's that going to be on an average week? You know, you might have weeks where you work 50, but do you have weeks where you work 30? So your average yeah. is really more 40 structure that realistically so that you're never in a position where you're like, if I don't get another client, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like that's, that's, it's not fun to feel that way. It's going to make you not want to continue your business. And I'm really invested in seeing trainers stay in our industry and help grow our industry and create it as a career for people versus this idea of, I just like to work out or I do it part-time because, you know, I need something else more stable. I want more people in our industry that are like, I made a career out of this and I, my, I support a family off of this. Just like give our industry more professionalism. Yeah. I really, I really appreciate that piece of advice. Um, I think like I always describe it as like shiny object syndrome and like people totally. um, in this industry, like when they first are starting out a business, they want 
the best of everything. And so yeah. like they start off, they spend a bunch of money and it's like, okay, well, we, we haven't made that yet. So now we're in debt and we have to worry about like overcoming that. And uh, so, yeah, definitely live below your- It's means. always fun to spend the money. It's not as fun to spend <laughs> years paying back the money when you're like, wow, what I could be doing with that money if I'd never made that choice. And you yeah. can't take that choice back once you do it. Like that's not a- Yeah, definitely. Can't give um, money back and expect your loan to be magically erased. <laughs> yeah. So last but not least here, um, I want to give you the opportunity to share your um, social media pages with the gym. Where can our listeners go if they are interested in following along on your journey um, and seeing how you guys are able to kind of grow and evolve um, over time? So we are pretty active on Instagram. It's uh, at Pure Fitness WI. Uh, we share a lot of our workouts, we share a lot of uh, our information on our trainers there. We also, our website is purefitnesswi.com. Uh, we have a blog there that the whole website is currently under tra a transition right now so that it sends a clearer message, you know, for tra trainers versus clients. But we have a lot of new content going up there in the next few weeks that's going to be uh, informative for trainers who are looking to start their business or looking to improve their business, basically. Things that in our experience have made us successful. So we're, we're just trying to share as much as we can and, and hopefully bring a little bit of, uh, you know, I guess hope, I, you know, show this opportunity and give trainers who are like, I don't know if I can make it some hope that, oh, there is an op there is an option out there for me, or there is a way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like practical uh skills or practical things that they can actually take action on versus just like, stay with it, man. You're great. Believe in yourself. Yeah. Like those are important messages, but no matter how much I believe in myself, if I don't know what to do, what mm -hmm. am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate you sharing that. And I'm excited to go check out the content. I always appreciate stuff like that because I think that there are far too uh, little resources in this industry for trainers. Um, so definitely appreciate your approach there and want to thank you, Shelly, for being here today. Listeners, if you tuned in, thanks for listening. Make sure if you want to stay updated about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Becca from GFit Personal Training at the Body Shop out of Isalia, California. Hey, Becca, welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, good. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm awesome. I'm happy to have you on. Um, I'm before excited we... to be here. Good. Before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on and how you run GFIT personal training, um, please tell us what made you get started um, owning the gym in the first place? Um, uh, well, um, in the 
powerlifting world, we call old people masters. So um, I'm a master in age, um, but I've been doing this for a very long time. And it was before we had cool stuff like this, like podcasts. And, um, you know, I actually started going to the gym. I was overweight and not confident. And I didn't really know where to start because we didn't have a lot of like materials and no, definitely no internet. So um, we... What I did is I went and I got Fitness RX magazines, Fitness magazines, Health, even Oprah magazine, and I just started getting information where I could and about how to um, lose this weight that I had on me. I was 233 pounds. I was 5'3", and I needed to do something about it. I actually saw a picture of myself, and that's when I was aware of how big I had gotten without even knowing it. So it was time to do something about it, armed with no knowledge. I hit the magazine rack and got a gym membership. So I um, started to lose weight and I did pretty well. I lost about um, 10 pounds a month and eight months I lost around 80 pounds and dropped from like a size 20 to a size four. So everybody around me was asking questions. Hey, how did you do that? What, you know, what are you doing? Can you help me? So I started training my friends and just, um, anybody who wanted to talk fitness I was you know getting learning any information where I could anywhere and hanging out at the gym a lot five days a week kind of thing and I really liked the atmosphere so I started training my friends they started getting results and that's kind of how the personal training developed um I had moved from a smaller town to um the bigger city and I started working for a corporate gym at the front desk and a lot of people knew about my personal results so they said hey you know we actually pay for personal training certification, um, a big portion of it, if that's something you want to do. So um, I, being at the front desk, I would see all the trainers walk in and these people were like the happiest people I've ever seen in my life. Just so content, whistling and just loving life. And I was like, man, I got to get me some of that. I got to get a, a piece of that. So um, started talking with the trainers more and um Whoop-de-woo. And before you know it, I was certified and through a very good company. And I, um, when you first start out as a personal trainer, it can be tough in a corporate gym, but there are some definite benefits to it. And uh, for me, I learned so much about running a business um, and about um, just being up close with the fitness manager and then getting promoted along the way and becoming like an assistant fitness manager and fitness manager that's how you become a successful personal trainer. Um, you know, anyone can be a, a trainer. We can count reps and we can learn programming, designing, program design all day. But if you can't run a business with, you, you know, it's gonna, you're gonna have some issues. So um, for me, it was just being in the gym and being around that and then being taught by really um, successful sales leaders and fitness managers who along the way, you know, I worked, I was running clubs um, on my own and had teams of personal trainers and I wasn't so much training as much as um, the sales portion of it and that is where I met my husband and uh, we were both working for corporate gyms and we were both top salespeople in the personal as fitness managers and we were at two different locations so we um, we placed a bet with each other who could sell more uh, personal training that week and whoever lost had to take the other one out on a date and I haven't even met him yet this is just like <laughs> through a group me text line um, at work. So I lost the bet and um, I had to buy him dinner. And one thing led to another, we became known as the dynamic duo at work. We were both top of our uh, team, blah, blah, blah. So um, 
one day our corporate gym decided to get rid of the fitness manager position. So we came into work and um, they said, everybody hop on a call at, at one o'clock and uh, we have some news for you. So we hopped on the call and we were excited and, and it turns out we were no longer fitness managers and um, it ended up being kind of neat uh, for the Central Valley of California in a sense, because you took the top leaders of those companies, um, my husband, myself, and then you had the general fitness manager, the um, all of these people that basically got demoted. Well, we all started our own businesses. And so now you have in, in our city, you have successfully you have like uh, blueprint boxing and then us and some other gyms that were created that were spawned off from that. But um, I was taught by some of the most amazing people and I was able to take that with me. In fact, I still do presentations that I learned at those corporate gyms in my personal business as well. Um, I haven't even let you ask me any questions or anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm taking it all in. This is amazing. So you have like the experience to back it up. Like you've done what you're telling your clients to do. I love that. Um, and then you really did like work your way all the way up. You took yeah. advantage of mentorship. Yep. You know, you took advantage of all your resources and you opened your own gym. I think that's amazing. I love yeah. that story. <laughs> yeah. And so, I think, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, as I say, that's basically, I think what's made us, you know, successful is, um, because we, we know to put our clients in a 12 month agreements and we know, um, you know, where, where the money's at, who's going to be a gym donor and then how, who's going to, who we can actually help transform. So that's having that experience has helped me be able to identify those types of clients and, you know, just be able to work with that. So, yeah, let's get into that and the services that you offer. How would you describe um, GFIT personal training to someone who's like interested in your services, but has never been in before? So we are a um, individual, well, we, we offer small group training as well as um, individualized one-on-one -on -one training. So when, um, when you're coming into us, you are you have a specific goal in mind already. So we don't offer gym memberships at all, um, but we do allow our clients to work out there. <laughs> you know, um, their gym, our gym is their gym. So it is a super we're tight knit family, and that's the environment you get. So um, when you come in, so I think right off the bat, clients don't really. My job, my initial job at the beginning is to sit down with somebody the way we're sitting down and get to know them mm -hmm. and to figure out why they're there and you know how I can help them the best. But um, they know that they're not coming into like a corporate gym on a gym membership. They, you know, um, previously when I, um, or not previously, but before we meet, there's always an interaction that takes place either behind social media platform or however we heard phone call via text where I'm letting them know the process of what's going to happen. So we're going to get together. We're going to have a great conversation, get to know each other. I'm going to do a body fat analysis and we're going to go on a short workout. All of this is complimentary. When we get back from the short workout, we're going to discuss the programs and which one is going to be perfect for you. So the intent when they come is always there. They know what they're coming for. And yeah, that's yeah, that sounds extremely personalized. You're taking them through that consultation. You're giving them value before they even sign up with you or give you a dollar. So I think that's amazing. Um, so that leads me to my next question is how many members do you have right now? So um, right now, I would say we're, we, we roughly stay about 25 between the two of us. Um, and um, yeah, about 25. Okay. And what does like your space look like? Like the uh, facility itself? Um, I wish I knew the actual square footage. I tried to look into that where, um, 
our space I love because we are um we are a warehouse type gym with roll-up doors we have the two roll-up doors and um, but we also have um like insulation so it stays a little bit warmer as well but the when you do the roll-up door you have we're right next to like um the serene it's just beautiful the the way it looks so you roll up the doors and you just see these big beautiful trees and we're right next to like a creek and it's just private off you know we can do a lot of like outside parking lot boot camp stuff if we need to um we do the tire flipping and stuff we don't generally do a lot of boot camps but we'll do our clients as like a big group fun friday session type stuff as well so that's fun i love those kind of gyms where you can just like roll up the the garage door and let some fresh air in. Those are like always the best lifts in my opinion. <laughs> exactly, yes. Yeah. And then we do have a lot of specialized equipment, um, but it doesn't, we also have like, you have a very nice feel when you first walk in, you've got your standardized basic gym equipment. If you've been like your life fitness, if you've been to a, a corporate gym and you've done a leg extension or a machine chest press or some just very familiarized okay i've been here before um machines you know you've got your hamstring curl but then right next to your hamstring curl we've got our um reverse hyper and then the squat rack you know so and then we've got our our standard big cable machine that has the lat pull down and the low row and all that and then we have a belt squat and um, you know with you know and then uh your basic so we have a nice feel of Yes, we have specialized powerlifting bars and equipment and, you know, you're going to see a rack and a belt squat and a reverse hyper, but you're going to have that familiarized. So um, a lot of people, uh, what I found is a lot of people want to powerlift without even knowing that they want that in their life. They yeah. come in and they see what's going on and they're like, I'm going to do that. And then they, we take them through a heavy lift and they're hooked, you know, so um there's always that that happens as well. So at first it can be intimidating, but it's, I don't know. We, we do our best to make everybody feel welcome. Yes. Sounds, yes. Sounds like, I feel like having like a mix of like things that you're familiar with and then things that you can progress on and have someone show you um, yeah. a good way to go about it and get them out of their comfort zone too. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So would you say that you have room to grow in the facility that you're in now? Like, would you like to add more members? We always would like to add more members um, and help as many people as we can, uh, especially, I mean, and then obviously, you know, the, um, the money, you want to make more money and right. that's the factor. And it seems um, there's always room for growth. Definitely. Um, my, and then having, we have another trainer there that um, we've kind of let he basically apprentices under us um, because we know the value of that experience and he doesn't maintain a lot of clients, but um, we also try to help him grow as well. And not through doing his advertising or anything like that, but through giving, providing him that space to train his clients and then, you know, providing that mentorship as well. So I would like to grow with more trainers and have them pay the, um, have one or two more trainers and then that would completely actually cover like the gym rent type of thing and then it's all profit from there and it's more it's it's a lot more stability there you don't have to um i like to go off of like a 642 model where i'm trying to book six appointments i know four of them are going to show and i'm going to close two of them kind of thing um i would like to slide into more of a have more trainers on the facility and be able to have more time to focus on my own fitness and powerlifting and not have to be in the hustle so much trying to 
642 every day trying to get more bookings and clients and, you know, just running a social media platform alone and, you know, staying up on reels and, you know, um, all of that, just running the online stuff as a business in, in its own and, oh. and not having like the skills to make that work for you. It can be either a waste of time or it can be very beneficial um, for your time, you know, so. Yeah, I want to get into that. How do you advertise? How do you get people in the door? What's your method? So, um, so mainly I do, I do a lot of social media. I'm actually a digital creator um, through social media platforms. So I like pay me, it's not much, but they pay me to do reels um, because um, I've, I realized right off the bat that that's what's going to provide the most attention. However, social media is not something that's going to bring you clients that day. You're not going to post a, an ad. Sometimes when I meet with people, they'll say, I've been following you for a year. I've mm -hmm. been you know, we've been watching you and, and I'm, I'm finally ready. And those are the people that you, I would have loved to reach out to a year ago. So, you know, um, social media is not the quickest way to evolve. And it's, you know, so I like to do a lot of um, in-person stuff and network with other places like um, vitamin shops and go set up and do like body fat table tests and really have that one-on-one -on -one interaction with people. But to be honest, most of our clients are retentive. I, I, we've had our clients for as long as we've been open, five and six years we've been retaining clients. So, um, and then referrals, old school, you know, um, a referral system. But um, there, I feel like we've been really blessed. We don't, we're actually Seventh-day Adventists and we don't put that out there in the, in the industry, you know, like, but we don't work on Saturdays at all because we consider that to be the Sabbath. And we, first and foremost, I try to bring God into the situation and say, okay, it's, this is a blessing from God. So we try to honor that. So we don't take clients at all on Saturdays. The gym's not open. And it's also um, a good day for us to just recoup and, you know, not go through that burnout that trainers, yeah. you know, tend to get. So yes. um, we've been really, we've been really blessed, but I haven't had to do a ton of advertising and I've been able to retain a lot of my clients. Um, and base, but uh, COVID has changed everything. So I'm sure you've heard that yeah. Um, yeah. quite a bit. The it's, it's a completely different ball game. So, and trying to figure out where people's heads are at now. And I mean, I've, I've even like offered free training on social media and it's gotten no hits post COVID. Like, mm -hmm. Hey, one week free, come, you know, I mean, things that before yeah. I would have had, the phones would have been blowing up. So learning how to evolve and change in an evolving time and learning how to advertise has been the biggest issue, um, I would say. Gotcha. So when you're on social media, are you paying to like boost these posts? Are you paying for ads? Or are you just like organically posting content? Just organically posting content. And then, um, and then using and then knowing again, um, educating myself and knowing like the right hashtags to use, the right times to post on what platforms. Um, just like any part of growing, you have to um, learn, you have to educate yourself. And just like we have to, you know, continue with our edu education credits to keep to being recertified. I feel like that's what you have to do with social media. You have to know like, okay, on Instagram, the best time to post is Thursday at two. And on TikTok, it's this and this content, you have to follow the business tools that were provided to you. If you have a business account, it's going to give you all of everything. Who's watching your posts? When are they? Who's liking them? Where are they from? And then now I need to start thinking, do I need to go into maybe some online training? Looks like Wisconsin's really loving my posts today, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah. I need to, so reading, doing your analyticals and really focusing and saying, okay, I'm running a business. 
yes, I'm a personal trainer. Yes, I love fitness. Yes, you know, but how, you know, is that you have to do budgets. You have to know, um, can I even afford the advertising? Which advertising works? What's not a waste of time? Yeah, definitely. We're, I mean, first and foremost, like we're personal trainers. We're not like marketing experts. I remember when I moved from a personal trainer to a manager, I was like, I went to school for physiology, not like marketing right. and networking and sales. So it's definitely like a shock when you have to go back and learn all of that. Yeah. Um, but going back to your referrals and your word of mouth, do you find, because I've heard this from um, quite a few gym owners that it's more like unpredictable or like kind of like a slower trickle when you're relying on like word of mouth or referrals? I think we need, you need to push that as much as we think our clients are going to just love you and go out and talk about you. Um, you know, it's, that's not what they're doing. A lot of times they're not telling people about their training and you need to, are they checking in on social media when they come into your building? Are they talking about the session that they had? Um, especially if, like I was talking about the whole mentality has changed. People don't really their focus is not so much weight loss anymore as it has been in the past. Their goals, they want to feel better mentally. They want to blow off some steam. And, and, you know, so are they talking about how good it felt to go to the gym? What are the, and that is what I'm putting, telling my clients to do, you know, um, cause it's like, you'll train somebody for a year and then they'll bring in their friend, Cindy. And you're like, where was she a year ago? Yeah. You know? Um, and, and you can't let, you can't wait for the client to get results for them to be the, a billboard. That's what I mean. You have to find a different reason for them to come in because if you wait for your client to show physical results, it's going to be, that funnel is going to take forever. So you have to get them excited about what they're doing right now, what they did today that made them feel so good that they can talk about to get their, to get somebody in. Yeah. I think a lot of a mistake, a lot of owners make is thinking that word of mouth or referrals, it's just going to be like a passive marketing stream for them, but it's really like, you have to put an effort to keep reminding them, tell your friends to come in. Yep. We're running this promotion. So it's really not as passive as you would think. Exactly. Um, but I, yeah. But I found that like running an ad campaign that actually can be passive. That can be going on in the background while you're doing other things. So yeah, definitely feel like we're moving towards more of an age of social media yeah. networking and marketing now for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, so kind of a fun question. If you were to wave a magic wand and tomorrow you have like your ideal gym, how many members do you have? What does it look like? Are you in the same space? Tell me about that. Oh man, we were kind of talking about that this morning. Um, yeah, because yeah, I was um I was telling them, I'm like, ideally my retirement plan is we want I want to have um my gym. I said, we're I said. I said, eventually, guys, we're going to move this over to the beach, this gym. So um, ideally, I, I would like to be in the, I want to make anywhere between, just personally, not even counting my husband, um, uh, between, I don't know, I want to say between 15 and 25K per month would be ideal for me. Um, and my gym would be, I'm actually like the Monterey, California area. So I would have a nice, um, I would still keep my, I love the garage door facility. I love, I, you know, I love our, um, warehouse type gym. So I would just kind of, I want to be by the beach really. That's, that's kind of where we want to go. So I, I don't think I would change a lot of things. Um, we're very, I kind of love it. I love our little spot. I love the members that we have or friends and family. And I think that's a huge, 
you know, part of it as well, um, because we do try to make everybody feel really welcome. You know, I don't know, girl, that was not a fun question. That was a hard question. That <laughs> went through me for a loop. I don't even know how to answer that. Um, no, I wouldn't change a lot of things. I would just, uh, I, I definitely would love to just be at a, not have to just hustle so much, not have to think about the hustle and have more time to, to change more lives, you know, and not, look at everything or everybody as a, you know, tell your friends, you know, don't forget, right. we need bit, you know. Um, and then uh, more like the the job security, the, it's not so much the job security, it's the getting people to understand that when they just, like when you're not in an agreement with somebody and they you go to that day, you're like, hey, by the way, you know, it's your dues are this month. And they're like, oh, I'm going to take this month off. That's a huge, um, you know, oh, oh, you are? Okay, okay, let me just call my car payment real quick and let them know. You know, yeah, I'm exactly. <laughs> Yeah, just so, take a month off of your electricity, like some Exactly. So getting the point across, you know, that this is our livelihood and, you know, and, but even when I have clients and contracts, it's, you know, it's the same thing. They're like, well, we have got Christmas this month and I'm going to, okay, we all have Christmas this month. So that's, I think the toughest part is yeah. getting everyone on the same page as far as, you know, you still have to pay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I loved your answer to the one question. I think like a garage door that opens up to the beach would be like the best gym in the country. Okay. That made sense to you. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I like our view now, but having the beach would be better. And then I was saying like, as I get older, um, eventually I want to move into more like a, um, being able to have yoga on the beach right there. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then uh, like beach um, body by Becca on the, I don't know, something, yes. you know, just yes. um, more just more the serene aspect of it as I'm, you know, just going over to that area. But I have a lot of ideas for, um, like, I, I don't know, I like spin classes and um, doing stuff like that. So um, have you ever heard of like whole body vibrations? No, what is that? Okay, so I don't know what you did with your vibration, what you do with your vibration um, or your, I want to kind of hear what you do too. Um, okay. But, yeah, but um, whole body vibrations is a vibrating platform that you stand on. That it's like a ten minute treatment, and it um, it gives you like a lot of muscle contractions in a very short amount of time. So you're going to burn anywhere between three and five hundred calories in ten minutes. And um, you actually can't even do the National Academy of Sports Medicine certification without reading about it. And now it, they added it into the book. But it's it really feels like a massage. It drains the lymphatic system. And um, it's supposed to be equivalent to a 30 to 45 minute jog, but it literally is just a platform that you stand on and it feels really well. It feels good. It um, feels like a massage, um, but it's, it tightens and tones the muscles. So I used to be a whole body vibration specialist and um, we, it was amazing. The business was booming. We actually got bought out by um, Fitness 19 and they threw, they disassembled the machines and threw them in the closet and they didn't embark on it. But uh, that's eventually something that I want to turn to add to my gym here. And I have an office inside of the gym that I want to turn that into a whole body vibration studio. And I think that would be something that would blow up in this area. And um, people love quick, easy results with minimal um, work, you know, yeah. and this does a lot of the work for you, but I'm a hundred percent a believer in it. So that would be one thing that I would like to 
um, add to the gym. And I've done it before. So in 2014, I managed that. And it was, I thought it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. I was like, what is this? We offered three day trials. Then we would, you would come in, we would take your measurements and on day one, and then you would come in consecutively on the third day, take your measurements again. And you would see a difference anywhere between two and 18 inches, probably intracellular water, definitely not fat, you know, but, um, but for people, so it, it was really, it blew up really quick. And I think that's something that I want to like really focus on adding into this gym. And I think it would be um, beneficial financially. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So kind of to summarize, you sound like a very like growth oriented person. You have like tons of ideas for like new services and it sounds like you just need, you know, more help under you and then more members. Yeah. <laughs> the more money, yeah, the more money and members you have, the more people you can help and you know, the more you can focus on your passions as well, which sounds like powerlifting and yeah. adding services. So that sounds very exciting. I think you're going to do great with it. Um one final question for you before we wrap up. What is something that you would tell a listener who either is just starting their gym or is aspiring to start a gym? What's something you wish you would have known before you started yours? Um, I, I just think, um, definitely agreements, contracts, put everybody in a contract. Um, and, and then it, it's a game changer pre COVID everybody was in a contract. And if they didn't want to, um, agree to it, we didn't take them on as a client. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, and we tried to find, of course, a way, but if it came down to contract, we just weren't going to do it. And that automatically told me that they weren't going to be a stable client anyways, and that our goals weren't aligned with each other. But be, um, I would say get everybody in a contract and um, start holding them accountable right away. And then that way, um, financially, you have a little bit of more stability there and you're not caught up in a situation, um, you know, especially if you have more than one person decide not to continue training on one day you need a predictable income and then you also want them to be accountable and stick to their goals and reach their goals so contracts are good for both parties definitely yep. that's good advice <laughs> okay well Becca that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up but before we sign off what are your socials where can everybody find you um okay so um we ha I have um gfit it's g uh or at gfit training on Instagram. And then we also have Wrecking Iron is where you can um, find the girl powerlifting club that we have. Yes. Okay. Yes. Everyone go check that out for sure. That's amazing. Definitely. Well, we, it was really great talking to you. Thank you. You too. Yes. We absolutely appreciate your time and your contribution to the podcast today. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like, and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you shortly. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, 
or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Garrick. What is going on, Garrick? Happy Wednesday. How are you feeling today? Oh, man, we're so excited to be on your podcast. Just, just an honor for you guys to invite us on here. Yeah, we appreciate you being here, man. We're excited to have you on. And I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with spear leader lifestyle now uh before we dive into that let's give the viewers some perspective here you know garrick how many members are you serving currently currently we're somewhere between 30 to 40 uh personal training members right now what we are is worse um a personal training small group fitness so i do individual personal training for a small group three to five people at a time and so I give every everybody individual specific workouts for them and their need. Um, I just do it in a, a smaller group atmosphere. So I'm not putting up a, like a generic workout on the board and everybody's running through the same thing. It's all geared, designed, and implicated for everybody's individual need. Yeah, I love that. There's no... It should be no cookie cutter approach. I always, I'm a firm believer in that in this industry. Yeah. I think everybody's unique and different in their own way. And they all need their own, I guess tailored right for lack of a better term uh, i think program and that's that, that's smart and that's great and i think that's what would set you aside from a lot of other facilities right because a lot of them do go with that cookie cutter program yeah and not only that they they get i feel like people get locked into doing the same things over and over and over again um you know and then the funny thing is i like it when people have worked with trainers before me and then they can experience what it's like to work with me or with us you know, yeah. that's the nice thing about it is that people are like, oh, uh, initially, like, oh, I'm, I want to do individual one-on-one training. And then once they come in and they, they they do it and around other people, and then, you know, when things happen with scheduling and stuff like that, life and all that, there might be a time where there's maybe one person there at a time. And then they're all like, oh, where's everybody else at? You know, why, why aren't they here? You know, because they, they want a little bit more of a break or, you know, they don't want my eyes on them the whole time and things like that, because... I try not to hinder my clients. I try to build them up. I try to build their confidence. Um, I try to, to make them feel like they can do this stuff without me being there. And then I guide them during the process and, and I help them as, as they implement. And as we progressively overload their, um, to whatever goals they are, they're looking to achieve. So that's the thing is for me, I, I want to build my confidence or put my clients confidence up so they can believe that they can achieve anything and um and then once they get to a point where they they feel confident enough with it then you really start to see their self-esteem build and that's that's the beautiful part to it yeah no i agree i agree and i'm curious here uh garrick you know i mean what's been the best method of getting people interested coming in and well coming through your doors right to to get them to actually step foot inside what's been the best method there the best method is word of mouth honestly like um like i said we're in jacksonville florida it's a biggest landmass city there is 
but it's a small town still, you know, everybody still kind of knows everybody. And so word gets around really quickly, you know, and so that's, that's why we do our best to take care of every individual and, and um, really take our time and give them exactly what they need, you know, being real patient with people, you know, because it's a tough process. You know, people, I don't think people understand that, especially as gym guys, you know, we get in our girls, people, whatever you get into, again, your same mentality, you know, and once you kind of get used to it, you, you kind of lose perspective of where this person was. You know, it's not fun for a lot of these people. You know what I mean? If they're getting into it, this is difficult. This is vulnerable for them. They've been in situations and, and movements that are brand new to them, you know, and then they're pushing harder and harder and harder, you know, and a lot of them feel like they're constantly, you know, being torn down. And so if you're, you're constantly just beating people up the whole time, it, it, it's never really building them back up. So for me, it's to build the clients back up to make them or help them experience the being able to do something that you weren't able to do in the past. You know, that's a big thing. And you know, that builds up confidence big time. And you can really yeah. see people's joy in that process. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent here. And um, I guess, uh, and this is something I've, I've, I've noticed from experience. I mean, when you, when you get to a certain point with a, amount, like a certain amount of clients, it gets kind of tough to, to maintain. So how have you found, um, or what's worked best for you to be able to track and manage the metrics of, you know, how long someone's been with you, where they're on, on their journey, you know, what they need to improve on. What's been the best method of tracking there? Um, the best method of quantifying their goals. Is that what you're asking? Or uh, well, tracking metrics. So like, I mean, I, I want to not really finances. Cause I, mean, I think that's finances and, and, and tracking like the data of how long someone's been with you is two different things. Yeah. Unless uh, your software, whatever you use is, is, they're combined then sure but i just tracking the the primary metrics that you know that matter right like so like you know uh, lifetime value you know the, the churn rate is a big factor as well um just like you know the tracking of your actual members and how long they've been with you well, that's, that, a, that's the funny thing i was actually thinking about that earlier today uh and be honest with you the last couple of years have been very interesting uh, and i don't know how they've been for other other facilities um but, you know, since 2020 or 2020, you know, they, they shut everybody down, you know, which was very interesting, you know, just trying to survive that. And we didn't receive any financial help, nor did we want it. We just wanted to be able to work our business safely, you know. And then after that, we, uh, 2021 or so, when they opened everything up, um, we had this beautiful influx of business. I mean, we were like, it, we were slammed and it, it was, it was beautiful. And people were like, I felt like people like started taking care of themselves a little bit more. There was more of a, of a, of an in like a influx of, of trying to be there uh, and take care of yourself, you know? So people were asking for help. And then in this year with, with the economy starting to go the way it is, it's, it's been kind of a, a, a dip for us in the, in the least in the, in the uh, group setting with personal training, one-on-one -on -one type stuff, you know, so we're kind of in the process of, of switching over to, to a more online and in the process of, of into a new facility. But the, the interesting thing for us, about, probably about 40% of our clients have been with us longer than two or three years, you know, long, the, we've had long-term clients and that's, that's, we've kept that from doing, Honestly, it sounds generic, but we've done that by caring more. And what do I mean by that? Like, um, I, I will actually, like I've done this in the past, like 
I've shown up to clients' like surgeries if they ever have to have surgery. Um, yeah, and, and just, you know, just be there for emotional support, things like that. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I was blessed enough to get married to my, my wife this past year and we were leaving because we did a destination wedding. And the funny thing is we were leaving for, uh, to go to the trip. The, the very last client I had, uh, her car broke down and it broke down at our facility. And we were supposed to leave at like seven o'clock and this was at maybe four. And we found out at the end of the session that her car broke down. And I, I sat there with her waiting for the tow truck and all that stuff, probably from four to about 1130 at night, um, just waiting for the for a tow truck to come to come get her. And then eventually I just ended up driving her home so she could get home safely to her kids and everything like that. And then I had a tow truck come get her the next day. But it's the little things like that when people know, like you take extra time for them because time is the most valuable thing you have. We won't get this time back. And understanding that from the start, I tried to add as much value to people and just care more, like literally just care more. And that's all. It's not always about, about, uh, it's not always about hitting their goals or everybody you know, wants to look good naked and live a long time. And that's great. You know, but just generally caring about people a little bit more. I think that's what's kept us, these people that have been around five, six, seven years with us. You know, I call, uh, I actually got a text message from a client yesterday and uh, it was our train anniversary. It was six years for our train anniversary, you know, having wow. kind of tearing up a little bit, you know. But that's the thing is like, it's just generally caring with people, you know, and that's why if you do that, I think you will retain your members and you'll find more members, you'll get more, more word of mouth. Um, and that's, that's how we try to provide it more care, love more. That's all. I love that. I love that. I, and you know, I'll, I'll be honest here, Garrick. I, I, I don't speak to too many people who have that same kind of mentality or outlook. I mean, I think a lot of these folks get lost in profit, right? I mean, they're, they're all they see is the dollar sign when they see a person versus actually looking at somebody for who they are and, and, and what they're looking to accomplish. So I, I honestly just going to thank you for your, your transparency, your honesty, and thank yeah. you for your kindness and, and yeah. for your care. Cause I think that's a big thing that a lot of gym owners lose sight of. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, that's, I, I feel like the dollar will take care of itself when you do those other things. And to me, if it comes down to, you can't work with us for the, for the, for the price. I mean, Hey, it is what it is, you know, especially in this economy, the way it is because we're not, we're not cheap. <laughs> you know, I, I don't devalue my time or my wife's time or, or anybody, any of our trainers at work, you know, anybody like we don't, we don't do that. You know, that's why we're offering online stuff for give people a different value, um, you know, so they could still work with us if they want to. But yeah. that's the thing is if you, if you value yourself enough and then you care about other people and then, then the two work hand in hand, you know? And so that's, that's the thing. It's about finding the, the, the right people to work with you and, and keeping good people around you, you know, and the dollar will take care of itself. It really will. And there's no other way to survive in, in, in this stuff. I've been personal training uh, since 2008 when I got done playing in college football and people were losing their houses back then, you know? <laughs> people weren't buying personal training when they're losing their houses. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. so like to, to start, I started my career 
uh, with at least in the personal training side of it, you know, was was in a rough time. So I, I don't care what economy it is. And these days, with this type of stuff, the the the, the technology is too good to, to you know. So you can always find better value ways of still working with people, you know. Um, so there's always there's always a way you know to to get it done but the that's the thing is is that if you value the people and you, you give them as much value as you can and you care more it will take care of itself and that's a good segue to this next question here garrick and i'm, I'm really curious man i mean uh, you alluded to it a little bit uh in the, in the beginning uh, and i think off air as well but um you know five ten years down the road man what are you really trying to accomplish um Good question. For the business, I want I want to grow the business to where right now it's it's all personal training, group training, um, online training, all that type of stuff. What I would like to do more is help other trainers. Um, right now, it's just me and my wife at, at our facility. I would like to grow the business down the line to help other personal trainers just getting into this that's why i thought it was a beautiful thing for you guys to offer us this this position on your show and you guys would just seem like you're giving back to to other people too and the gym ministry is funny <laughs> you know it's really funny it's a big ego fest you know and that's what i'm saying like it's always like oh well this is i'm better you and let's measure this versus you you know, I don't believe in that stuff. You know, I think your people are wasting their time with negative energy like that. Um, and you're losing track of growing, you know, one, if you think you know everything, you stop learning, you know, so I always, I always want to learn more in this business. But for me, I would like to give back the time and experience to other trainers that are maybe just new to the business and new just getting into it because I've struggled a lot um uh even with the financial side of it i mean like i said it wasn't until i got my my wife involved business-wise that we started doing the best you know we work so well together like that and and business-wise i mean it's 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 amazing what you can do uh, like i said we're about to expand into our, our our new facility here and um and we're something we're super excited about but beyond that facility I want to try to grow more to where we can have other trainers and more getting into more teaching the trainers. For me personally, I'll always, I will always train. And uh, if you want to know that story, I'll tell you, tell you a little bit later about that, why I train. Um, but it doesn't matter if I, if I hit the lotto tomorrow or whatever, I'm always going to do this at some aspect. Now I'm at the point where I want to give back to these younger people that, um, I just, I see, I see, I see, cause I still go and work out at these big box gyms Yeah. because I, I, I like, I like seeing other people. I like being around people. Like, I don't care what you look like. If you're trying to work out, you're trying to improve yourself, you know? So for me, it motivates me to see these other people, but I look at these other trainers and, and yeah, you know, like I said, they get stuck into maybe the same thing that they're doing or same, same generic plan for every client or, same generic movement or whatever it might be, you know, um, those are the things that I see now that I would, that intrigue me more personally, you know, cause I, I've worked with a lot of people and, and had a lot of great results and, 
and um, some not, some so, you know, but the, the now I want to give back to what I've learned to, to other trainers because um, I've been pretty obsessive of it over the years. And uh, because I was a college football player um, and I had to deal with so much of this stuff uh, physically, emotionally, mentally, I mean, all of it, you know, whatever people go through the process, I've, I've dealt with it. Um, and so for me, this gives me purpose in my life to add, add value to other people. Yeah. Is that something that you've gotten a head start on now? Like, have you helped some trainers get up and running on their feet? Yeah, it's funny. Uh, some years ago, I, I even managed some of the big box gyms and, and had some really great friends and trainers that I, I helped mentor. Um, some of them are still doing great now. Some of them have even asked to come back and work for me now. But everybody's just a little nervous with the economy going on. But it, yeah, that's that's something that I've always I've always wanted to do is is mentor other people because I've had great mentors too, great coaches and things in college and after college and and things like that. You know, sometimes you learn better from the bad ones than the good ones. You know. Yeah. Um, but either way, I mean, that's that's the stuff that I would like to do now is just give back to these people and help them maybe save them some time you know, and save them some energy because I believe that's the most valuable things you have are your time and energy. So if you protect that and you, and you can learn something that took me 10 years to learn and you can learn it in a year or less, you know, that's a big thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, 100%. I've got one more question for you here, Garrick. My favorite yeah. question of the day. Um, and it's simply, you know, if you can go back in time here to when you first started the gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? Um, the truth is just keep going. You'll figure it out. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. Just keep going. Don't, 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 don't believe the outside world that tells you, uh, you're not good enough or you, you can't figure it out. Um, believe in yourself and just keep going. You'll get there. Be patient. That's it. Garrick, there we go, man. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, if you have any social media, Facebook, website, anything at all, please let the viewers know where can they find out more about you and the gym? Uh, leader, uh, um, spearleader on Facebook. Uh, I believe it's spearleader on Instagram too. Uh, we're all, we're all right there. Just spearleader, spearleader lifestyle, um, uh, .com, Instagram, Facebook. There we go. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, I just want to let you know how you can get the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. I'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out over here, okay?
Thank you for your time. I appreciate yeah. appreciate all, everything you guys have done and the opportunity to be on here. It's my time, Garrick. We appreciate you as well, man. Thank you. Uh, and to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us to talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.